Hello, and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan, and it's a pleasure to have you here. It is April 16th, and we will be reading paragraphs 824 through 831 today. Uh, we will continue with The Church is Holy, and then start with the, uh, the section on The Church is Catholic. There's a uh, paragraph from St. Therese of Lisieux in here that has a lot of caps lock in it, so I'll see what I, if I can uh, do that one justice. But I invite you to, to read along with me to, to get what's going on. Um, we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. United with Christ, the Church is sanctified by Him. Through Him and with Him, she becomes sanctifying. All the activities of the Church are directed, as toward their end, to the sanctification of men in Christ and the glorification of God. It is in the Church that the fullness of the means of salvation has been deposited. It is in her that by the grace of God we acquire holiness. The Church on earth is endowed already with a sanctity that is real though imperfect. In her members, perfect holiness is something yet to be acquired. Strengthened by so many and such great means of salvation, all the faithful, whatever their condition or state, though each in his own way, are called by the Lord to that perfection of sanctity by which the Father himself is perfect. Charity is the soul of the holiness to which all are called. It governs, shapes, and perfects all the means of sanctification. If the church was a body composed of different members, it couldn't lack the noblest of all. It must have a heart and a heart burning with love. And I realized that this love alone was the true motive force which enabled the other members of the church to act. If it ceased to function, the apostles would forget to preach the gospel. The martyrs would refuse to shed their blood. Love, in fact, is the vocation which includes all others. It's a universe of its own, comprising all time and space. It's eternal. Christ, holy, innocent, and undefiled, knew nothing of sin, but came only to expiate the sins of the people. The church, however, clasping sinners to her bosom, at once holy and always in need of purification, follows constantly the path of penance and renewal. All members of the church, including her ministers, must acknowledge that they are sinners. In everyone, the weeds of sin will still be mixed with the good wheat of the gospel until the end of time. Hence the church gathers sinners already caught up in Christ's salvation, but still on the way to holiness. The church is therefore holy, though having sinners in her midst, because she herself has no other life but the life of grace. If they live her life, her members are sanctified. If they move away from her life, they fall into sins, and disorders that prevent the radiation of her sanctity. This is why she suffers and does penance for those offenses, of which she has the power to free her children through the blood of Christ and the gift of the Holy Spirit. By canonizing some of the faithful, i.e. by solemnly proclaiming that they practiced heroic virtue and lived in fidelity to God's grace, the Church recognizes the power of the Spirit of Holiness within her 
and sustains the hope of believers by proposing the saints to them as models and intercessors. The saints have always been the source and origin of renewal in the most difficult moments in the church's history. Indeed, holiness is the hidden source and infallible measure of her apostolic activity and missionary zeal. But while in the most blessed virgin, the church has already reached that perfection, whereby she exists without spot or wrinkle, the faithful still strive to conquer sin and increase in holiness. And so they turn their eyes to Mary. In her, the church is already the all-holy. Roman numeral three, the church is Catholic. What does Catholic mean? The word Catholic means universal in the sense of according to the totality or in keeping with the whole. The church is Catholic in a double sense. First, the church is Catholic because Christ is present in her. Where there is Christ Jesus, there is the Catholic Church. In her subsists the fullness of Christ's body united with its head. This implies that she receives from him the fullness of the means of salvation, which he has willed, correct and complete confession of faith, full sacramental life, and ordained ministry in apostolic succession. The Church was, in this fundamental sense, Catholic on the day of Pentecost, and will always be so until the day of the Perusia. Secondly, the Church is Catholic because she has been sent out by Christ on a mission to the whole of the human race. All men are called to belong to the new people of God. This people, therefore, while remaining one and only one, is to be spread throughout the whole world and to all ages in order that the, des that the design of God's will may be fulfilled. He made human nature one in the beginning, and has decreed that all his children who are, who are scattered should be finally gathered together as one. The character of universality which adorns the people of God is a gift from the Lord himself, whereby the Catholic Church ceaselessly and efficaciously seeks for the return of all humanity and all its goods under Christ the Head and the unity of his Spirit. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com, and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all, and may these teachings handed down by the Apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.